Hey, what's going on, Nick? How's it going, Scott? What's going on? Are we going to do this thing or what? Oh, man, it's been forever, feels like, but let's do this thing, man. Hey, so I'm Scott Big Daddy. And I'm Nick Shawless. And we do the Knuckle Up podcast, and it's really badass, and you should give it a listen. Absolutely. Hey, so you had some Absolutely. computer problems today. What was going on with that? I just had to restart it or something. My daughter was on it, and I don't know. It's working now, so fucking hey. That's really cool. I don't know how this sounds. It's it's looking really like I'm screaming on my computer. Maybe because I got the headphones in. I'll back off a yeah, little. Yeah, mine, mine looks good. I think it will sound great, dude. Don't even worry about it. So anyway, your computer was just loading up, and it took a long time. We were going to go live an hour ago, but due to uh, we're both not um, IBM guys, we're just going to go on now. Yeah, technical difficulties, but we got it fixed. It's all working now. Yeah, man. Persevere. That's what we do. So how's things, man? How's your week? Everything's good, man. It's a long week. It's been cold down here, really cold for, for Texas, but everything's going good, man. We got some really good response on the last podcast. Yeah, more than I thought. I mean, we got like 25 listens in the past five days, and, so and just, that's more than I expected. And just so everybody knows, they could go to Spotify to hear the Knuckle Up podcast too, correct? Yes, it's also on Google, and I think a couple other ones. I'm not real sure because I'm technically declined, but it is what it is. Yeah, man, that's cool. So what do you want to get into, man? We could talk about whatever you want. What I wanted to ask you, though, okay, shoot. was, I know you do tattoos. How long have you been tattooing for? Oh, okay, cool. We're going to interview like that. I'm cool. Let's see. Uh, I've been tattooing for 137 years now. <laughs> no, I started tattooing about uh, 20 years ago, I guess. Yeah, I remember when uh, me and my buddy went down there and you gave me a tattoo. That was in 2001, I think. What did you get? It's like a crown or something on your back or some tribal thing or something? I got a tribal thing. You also did uh, that shamrock and crossbones on my arm. No shit. I gotta, you got to send me a picture of that. It's been a long time. It has been. It has been, dude. But yeah, I've been in this building for 20 years, and I've met some characters, and it's been a hell of a ride. It's a very lucrative business, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I think it keeps me young, you know? It, it, it's either going to keep me young, Nick, or it's going to kill me. Well, I mean, you're doing what you love, dude. That's all that matters. Well, yeah, I sit on my ass and draw pictures and listen to Iron Maiden for a living. I mean, it's it's not too hard to take. Well, that's awesome. Dude. I was going to ask you, too, like, what kind of music are you into now? Because I remember when... Uh... The last time I was down there, you were really into acoustic stuff. I am. I still am. But if I could throw a senseless plug on our podcast, I do a radio show called Blues and Tattoos on the Phoenix Radio. And the senseless plug will be www.thephoenixradio.com. And and that's a blues show. And I go every Tuesday night at 5. And uh, I probably play out to 47,000, 57,000. So at the most, 110,000 folks. And I play a lot of blues. But did you know that, like, Zach Wilde plays blues and Aerosmith plays some blues? And there's a lot of people who play blues that are uh, not, you know, the B.B. Kings and Muddy Waters of the genre. So I play the blues, but I listen to everything that, you know, I'm a big punk fan. I mean, give me the Circle Jerks or some Rancid or, or Bad Company or Van Halen or Phil Collins or any one of them, you know? Exactly, man. And you know what? When I was listening to your uh, ra little radio show... You got me into Motorhead, the Whorehouse Blues. Oh, that's yeah, that's, a, that's songs, a badass dude. tune. Who figures Lemmy's got a blues gig going on, you know? Oh, dude, he was so awesome, man. I did, Like I said, I've really been getting into them lately. 
a lot of Van Morrison, all, the whole spectrum, pretty much, dude. I want to say everyone in your family lineage that I've ever met is into Van Morrison for some reason. Yeah, dude, he's a staple in our household. Yeah. My household, my mother's, no, we all listen to him. That's really cool, man. I think Van Morrison, although he's good, I kind of, you know, Roger Waters did Pink Floyd The Wall a while back, and there was a, all kinds of musicians came out, and Thomas Dolby was the teacher, and, and anyway, Van Morrison did Comfortably Numb, and I don't know if you've ever heard that track, but my God, he botched it so bad. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan, too. Two Below Honey, great song. You know, uh, Wild Nights, John Cougar covered it. Great song, but he really botched that Pink Floyd thing. It just didn't come off good, man. You know, so for me, Van Morrison, I own some stuff by him, but not the hugest fan, I guess. Yeah, I've heard that. It's not my favorite. Uh, he's got a lot of great albums, though, man. Again, I grew up on him. Of course, family yeah, grew yeah. Up on him, so yeah, that's a family a staple. Family staple for you guys. Like I say, everyone who I've ever met through your family, like 47 people so far, they all, they're all into Van Morrison. I'm sure your son likes Van Morrison, you know? Well, my, all my kids know Van Morrison. They can sing most of their songs that we listen to. So That's real cool. And how about yourself? Are you musically inclined to play an instrument or anything? Your brother does. Matt does, Rob does, and I do. I'm not the best. They, they probably got the talent. Uh, Matt plays guitar. Rob does play the drums, but his drums are down here, so he doesn't play too often. Oh, but right. I've got a couple acoustics, a bass. I like to jam and hang out. The kids love it. My baby, Maisie, she loves it when I play guitar. I'm not that good, but really? she loves it anyway, man. So, Nick, what's your go-to song when you pick up a guitar and show whoever's around that you know what you're doing? What song do you play? Dude, I just, I just fuck around on it, man. I, I'm not that really? good. I can't play whole songs. I can play a little Metallica, a uh, little Van Morrison. That's about it, dude. Really? Which Van Morrison song? Uh, Wild Nights. I can play a little bit. Uh, there's a couple other ones. Two Below Honey. That whole Irish Celtic album is really good. I, I listen to that a lot. Yeah, I, I did that commercial on television now where they say they have a clogging problem upstairs. And it's the people <laughs> with the wooden clogs on going, tick, 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 you know, for hours yeah. on end. I'd probably That's go, funny, dude, yeah. I, I guess I would take the wooden clogs and maybe just burn them or something if that was the case for me. I don't think I could be a landlord, especially like that. <laughs> I couldn't be a landlord. Yeah, myself, uh, I play some harmonica. I probably have 30 of them. And I, I've stood up a couple of times and played. Not, I'm not good, but I have a lot of fun. And then uh, I also have a couple of guitars. I even have a banjo. And, of course, the first, first thing I learned, and, and not unlike you, I play bits and pieces of 100,000 songs, you know. But uh, the first thing I did learn on the banjo was the Deliverance little song there. So it's only fitting that if you're only going to know one, that would be it on the banjo, you know? That is the banjo song, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, hey, did you see the Tyson fight or hear anything about that? No, I heard, but I didn't see. Well, Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. In life, they fought a couple of few times, and they were really some battles. But now as two old guys, uh, they got back into the ring. They put the fight out as hard sparring. Now, I, I can't tell you the definition of what hard sparring means, but I guess it means no haymakers. You can't really knock anyone out. This one's for the money so everyone could see us dance around. And it was a fairly good fight. In the end, they called the fight a draw, which I felt, Nick, to be very respectful for both guys because, you know, they're both icons. But one thing I was amazed to find out was uh, Mike Tyson self-admittedly was high on marijuana for the fight. And he owns, get this, a 420-acre marijuana farm. 
and is a big advocate and got his own product line and everything. Uh, so yeah, Mike Tyson is stoned, man. I guess that's the gig. Yeah, I heard that same exact thing. I was actually going to say something, man. I, that's exactly what I heard. He was high as a pipe for that fight, which is pretty fucking funny. Well, he said in the interview that he's lucky that he could keep his... He was glad that he stayed winded because he had smoked so much <laughs> before going into the ring. So we got like Snoop Dogg in there fighting with Martha Stewart now. You know what I mean? It, it's turning into <laughs> that kind of thing. But, uh, oh, dude, it is what it is, dude. He did it for the money, if you ask me. Well, hey... It's no worse than that McGregor fight that happened with the, I forget his name. Remember when McGregor got in the ring with the, what the heck was that boxer's name he fought? Oh, dude, I don't remember. I, I remember the fight, but I couldn't tell you who he fought. Hey, that was such a fiasco, him. though. Oh, my God. They were punching each other in the true. back of the head, you know. Hey, keeping it with sports, right? What about Tom Brady with the Bucks? How, what do you think of that? Dude, I try not to watch. Everyone gives me shit. I've gotten so much shit being a Yankee down in Texas. <laughs> yeah, right. Get a rope. For like, yeah, for liking the Patriots. But I mean, I gotta I say know. that Tom Brady, in, in my opinion, obviously they call him the goat, right? He's one of the greatest yeah. of all times, and I guess that's what goat stands for. And uh, at one point, Peyton Manning, I understand, had a better record than him, but Tom Brady held more Super Bowl rings. I see that he's on the Bucks. I'm in Florida, so we follow it a little, and. Uh, you know, there's moments of Tom Brady glory, but basically, if you ask me, the Bucks are just getting their asses kicked off. <laughs> it looks kind of funny. I know Gronkowski came too, but I, I barely see him play. And then, what's the guy that is the quarterback for the Patriots now? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Well, I hear he's not all that either. I mean, he's a world of trouble, and the Patriots knew that going in. And, and now they got him, and that's what they're getting. So, I don't know what their record is. Probably, do you know what their record is at all? It's a losing record, if you ask me. They're not doing too well. I mean, the Bostonians, though, come on. We're from up there. They they had a decade. Every team won. The Patriots won. The Red Sox won. The Bruins won. The Celtics won. It has been a freak of a year to be a, a Boston fan, that's for sure. Well, yeah, they've been kicking ass and everything. Uh, it is what it is, dude. I don't see them winning much now. Cam Newton's good, but he's not great. He's no Tom Brady, you know? Well, I don't understand. Look, he's got everyone has their own fashion style, but he's got like three big fat dreadlocks sticking off the top of his head. I don't know how he sleeps on a pillow at night. It's kind of crazy. I don't know, dude. I don't know how he gets his head into a helmet, but like I said, they're not doing too well. Tom Brady, his team's all right, but it is what it is, dude. Tom Brady's badass. I think that no matter where he goes, they're going to put so much pressure on him, and, and he's... Can you imagine, like, every week, a million people watching Nick Shawless do this podcast, and, and they're putting a lot of pressure, and it better be good, and, man, if you slip up, they're going to chastise you in the media, and, and fucking Nick, and he's slipping, and, oh, man, he deflated the microphone, and blah, 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 it's such a pain in the ass, you know what I mean? Everyone calling me a cheetah, yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be probably too much for me, if you ask me. I mean, it's just a, he's just a man, he sits down, he puts his pants on like we do, you know, he, whatever he does, he's. He's just a man. He's a great quarterback, though. Don't get me wrong. But, but anyway. Yeah, I, th I think his time is over, though. So how about, Nick, uh, Jesus, we're only 11 minutes in. I'm not going to get political at all, but let's talk face masks for a couple of minutes. What do you want to do with that? Well, I've been wearing one since March. I don't want to get this. Right. I know no one in my family wants to get this. Nope. So I will wear a face mask as long as I'm supposed to. Yeah, I wear one. uh when they ask me to wear one, I, I have to be honest, I take the liberty of taking it off when I get to the table at a restaurant like you say you can, 
And I don't wear one when I drive my car all by myself. I mean, I'm not an Uber driver, and I'm not driving anyone's food around. Um, I'm not a scientist, like you say, and I don't want anyone getting it. Actually, I, I'm going to wish the best if I could. My uh, my nephew's wife just tested positive, and now, and and she's not sick or anything. So now he took a test and doesn't have the result. But the kicker is that they have to stay away from their family. I mean, and, you know, these are Christmas is coming. It's the holiday that they observe, and that could really suck if they can't see their family, you know. So I wear my mask like you do. Yeah, I can't imagine getting it and not being able to see my family. I mean, honestly, I'm the only one who leaves the house every day. So if we did get it, it would be my fault, and that would probably crush me, you know. Well, or it would just be the jackass's fault that sneezed in your general direction or something like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I do work with the public all day long, so I try to stay as clean, you know, as, as clean as possible. I sanitize, wash my hands, try to stay away from people. But yeah, I've gone, I've gone this long without it, so knock on wood. Hopefully, I won't ever get it. Well, I normally hop the bus once a day and lick all the handrails. I figure that's gonna up my immune system, and I'll never catch anything. There you go. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the tattoo shop, you know, they did close us down for a couple of months, and it cost me literally ten thousand dollars to keep it open and. uh we were paying bills with nothing happening. And so if they want me to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask. And uh, it really doesn't bother me. What bothers me more is the critique you get from, you know, not only am I this big tattooed guy with a shirt that says I eat nuns or something like that. Now they're just going to look at me for another reason because I have or don't have a mask on. And everyone has an opinion like, hey, buddy, where's your mask? Or, hey, look at you. You're a goofball wearing a mask. So... I guess I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, and I'll wear a mask, and if somebody treats me with respect, I'll treat them with respect, and if they treat me like an asshole, I'll treat them like an asshole. You know what I mean? That's how you do it, man. I Like I said, I just wear a mask. I keep my head down. I go to work. I get in, get out, do my job, come home to my family, and hope to God I don't bring it, you know? Right, but you get to bring beer home, so that's cool. <laughs> that's that that's a cancels everything out, you know what I mean? It does, and I like to drink, so. <laughs> what, what's the latest beer happening nowadays? Oh, man, we've got so many different kinds of beers right now, dude. But it's all good stuff. The stuff that we sell, man, I love Budweiser. That's probably my go-to beer. I love it, but we get all kinds, man. We get all kinds from Texas, Texas Craft. There's just so many You kinds prefer your Bud in a long neck or in a can? I like a bottle, to be honest with you. I yeah. Like a nice, cold bottle of beer. I mean, I never pictured you as the type that liked it in the can. You know what I mean, Nick? <laughs> so i'm glad you like the bottle you know i was a bottle baby myself i've actually grabbed those bottles are handy because the your fist fits right on the top and the rest of it makes a hell hell of a weapon i'm saying i've, I've whacked a few people with a budweiser bottle there you go dude a little yeah <laughs> smashing people in the face but there you go you know, i'm probably better at holding a budweiser bottle from the thin end than from the thick end to be honest with you <laughs> yeah I remember but, back uh, home, we used to go to the Merrimack Brewery all the time. Oh, yeah. Up I, in New Hampshire. We, we, had a, we had a couple breweries up there that we uh, we used to get free beer. From yeah, beer you take, take the whole tour, and then you get a couple of free beers at the end, some some Eagle snacks, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Are Hell they still yeah. involved with that, the little Anweiser bush shaped pretzels? I don't think so, dude. I've never heard of those. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well I'm a lot older than you are. Budweiser <laughs> used to come in cardboard boxes when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah. No, I did it, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. So, yeah, man. Uh, so that's why I became a tattooist. <laughs> well, that's awesome, dude. I mean, I can't wait to get back over there and get some more tattoos from you. Yeah, man. So how is the great state of Texas these days? 
but like I said, dude, it's, it's been cold. It's been really cold. A lot of ice uh, on the windshields and stuff, which down here they're not used to. They can't drive in the in the, the ice. No. When it snows down here, do they shut everything down? There's probably zero um, city utility vehicles that have to do with plowing or sanding or anything like that, you know? I think they do have salt machines or salt trucks, but those are very rare, dude. Very rare. Yeah, I lived in Texas five years. I can't ever remember anything but some hail or something. And that was... Usually when it hails in Texas, you got to run and worry there's a tornado coming at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've had a couple scares down here uh, with tornadoes because, I don't know, the weather, it, you know, it just to me, it, it scares the shit out of me because tornadoes, uh, Wizard of Oz, I just don't do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, you know, like the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man, and I, I really wouldn't, you know, never mind. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going <laughs> with that one, but I'll tell you what, it probably wasn't in a good place. There you go. Uh, no, nah, dude, there's been some tornadoes. We've had actually a, a tornado come right through our property. Like, the the scope of our property, it went right through and scared the shit out of me. The house was shaking. Everything was shaking. It, it was, I'd rather a hurricane. Yeah, than that's a drag, man. Do you have any kind of, can you build, you know, get a shipping container, bury it in your lawn and have a place to go for stuff like that? Or? We could. We have the property. We have the, you know, we have eight acres down here. So we have the, the space to do it. We've just... Never done anything like that. Well, you could fill it with beer cans or something. <laughs> yeah, a little beer for it. A shipping container full of beer cans has to be worth a couple of bucks. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we've never done anything like that. We don't have anywhere to go. We just kind of wing it, you know. If it comes through again, we'd probably be fucked. I remember when I lived in Texas, they had the can banks in the Kroger parking lot, you know. And and cans went recyclable, I guess, to keep litter off the highway. They figure if you paid for it, you'd keep it and want your money back or something. But in Texas, there was the can oh. banks, and it was kind of an honor system. Do they still have those? You put in the cans, they weigh them, and give you the money? They do in certain places. Um, I've got a couple of garbage cans full of empty beer cans right now, but I've really got nowhere to put them. I mean, they, they used to, up in Massachusetts, you get like a five-cent deposit. For each, each bottle, and yeah, each can, yeah. Each can. They don't do anything like that down here. I mean, it's, I don't know. Well, what we used to do is, you just got to drag every can through the sand or the dirt before you crumple it up, and it triples the weight in those can banks. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, if, and for all your efforts, instead of getting a dollar thirty-eight, you can end up with a dollar forty-seven. So it's really something else. Absolutely, we're really screwing the system. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got to screw the system wherever we can, Nick. You know? Yeah, dude. I mean. I've got, like I said, I've got garbage cans full of empty beer cans, but we got no way to turn them in. They don't do the deposits like they do up there, so well, you just kind of sit in the garbage can. You could probably skeet shoot with them, you know what I mean? Well, I think it's, I don't know if I told you this story last week, but we used to, we had some old beer cans that were filled with beer on the property, and we threw them at this big piece of metal that we get on the property, and uh, my son was lining up uh, a 16-ounce can, and he went right back and hit me right in the face and cut me open pretty good. Holy Toledo. You guys yeah, are, you guys are dangerous. Good. Yeah, I've, I've, I get that a lot, dude. I, people, I don't know. They hear stories. I'll, I'll put it that way. If they hear stories and no one really wants to hang out on the property with us. Well, I, I'm dying to get over there because it sounds like a good time. I mean, what I like to do on a Saturday night is drink a bunch of Budweiser long necks and set a mattress on fire and shoot it up with high-powered rifles. Because <laughs> I think that's about a good Saturday night at the Shawless Compound, isn't it, though? Well, that used to be the average Saturday night here. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of nutty, but that would, like, would it be a Sealy Posturepedic mattress or just some no-name knockoff that you shot up? It was an old mattress. I uh, I spray-painted it. We shot it for a while. 
And then we, we, we ended up pissing on it and it got really stinky. So we had to burn it. <laughs> and, God. and, and, and why, why, why on earth would you spray paint it? Let me in on that one. Something to shoot at. We, uh, Oh, you spray painted paint. a target onto it or something. A face. I, I did like a, we did a, a Hitler face on it and, uh, shot at it. We, we shot at it. We found a dead possum. We put the dead possum <laughs> in it. Uh, well, you are a true Texan now after all these years, huh? I mean, because uh, when you lived in South Boston, if you saw a dead possum, you'd probably keep walking. But nowadays, you feel the need to pick it up and shoot at it. <laughs> it wasn't dead enough. you got to kill it twice or three times, I guess. No, we have a really long driveway, and I think I hit it one morning because I came home and there was a dead possum. So I picked it up by the tail, and I brought it to the back of the property where we had that mattress. And uh, <laughs> we kind of like <laughs> we had a whole pile of shit there that we would shoot at, so I left it there. And it stayed there over the winter, kind of froze, and became part of the mattress, so we had to end up burning it, you know? Hey, so why why Texas? I mean, somebody went there first. You, you know, you guys were living happily ever after up there in New England, and life was going on, and you were driving the city bus, and the wheels were going round and round, and blah, blah, blah. What what, what about Texas? How did that happen? Uh, it was, I figured if we're going to move, let's move far away. Uh, a couple of my cousins were down here. Uh, so we figured let's all move to Texas. Uh, Matt moved down here first, and then my mother and I we moved down here. Uh, we, you know, everyone else is down here now, so we kind of just figured, what the hell? And Texas has so many freedoms compared to Massachusetts. It wasn't as expensive as Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Massachusetts. very expensive, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially Boston and the taxes, all kinds of taxes and, and just bullshit. Absolutely. Down here, man, so much cheaper. You could do so much down here. We could have yard fires all day long, shoot guns on our property. Well, my God, for the for the price of the house you sold back in Southie, you could probably buy three or four houses where you live now, you know? You could, yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, we got two houses on the property right now. We got eight acres, a couple sheds. We got a little uh, studio out in the back, but right now it's filled with snakes and wasps, so I'm kind of just hanging out in my mother's house right now. I remember living in, I want to say it was Oglesby, the town, right outside of Fort Hood out of Colleen, and... Uh, my God, we rented like a six-room house for two hundred dollars a month, and our landlord lived in New York, and it was really that scenario where uh, it's a mile worth of field, and in the middle of it there was a tree with a house under it. So we really had it made. It was like two hundred bucks a month. Can't forget that, man. We had some good times out there. Yeah, dude, I love living in Texas. Like I said, we get we get eight acres, and right now it's completely surrounded by woods. So we have privacy. No one can really see us from the street. We have like a 600-foot driveway. I love living down here, man. Well, how about uh, do you hunt your property? Do you eat off the land there? Or? To be honest, I don't think I've ever hunted. I've shot some animals on the property. Okay. But they're all nuisance animals. Right. Uh, I won't go into detail, but yeah, just nuisance animals. <laughs> yeah. We, you got wild dogs. Like the neighbor's here, dog dude. that barked too much and you kind of took him out? No, we get we've seen some pit bulls running around with all these other dogs, like wild dogs running around and causing trouble and eating trash and shit. And yeah, dude, there's all kinds. Of, my mother saw a deer. We've seen coyotes. We got fox. Uh, someone was talking about a mountain lion up the street. So really, that's kind of crazy. It is crazy. It's scary because I got the kids, and you never know. So how did you get into driving a beer truck? I just, I worked at a dollar store in Elgin when we first moved here and I started talking to one of the drivers and he got me in touch with someone with the company I work with now and I got the job. Actually, I've, I've been there seven years, December 2nd. Well, that's cool. Congrats. Did, did you have some special license from when you drove the bus back in Boston? 
I had a CDL, but I never renewed it. So you had to go through all that again. Well, I don't. I don't drive um, a beer truck. Oh yeah, truck. you're a salesman. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I forgot. I forgot the about khakis, that. Khakis, yeah. You wear I the. Like it though, man. You wear the khakis and go. No, you go, go into a place that doesn't necessarily sell the product and and get some shelf space. That's what you do. Kind of. Uh, I, I go to the same stores every week, and I order. I do their beer order for them. Okay. And yeah, we try to maintain shelf space and, you know, and who's keep your, our beer on the shelf. Who's your biggest competitor? Uh, Miller and Coors. Really? Those, yeah, they, they, they have uh, Modelo and Corona down here. So. Those bastards. Those motherfuckers, yeah. I mean, you know, every time someone's walking around with a six-pack of Miller, it's, it's taking food off of your kid's plate. It does, dude. It, it it irks the shit out of me. I try to get as much space as possible. I try to do the best I can. And but isn't Miller the champagne of beers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, you're the you're, you're the one who said we could talk about anything. <laughs> we could talk about anything, dude. I do not drink competitions. Beer. You noticed you were going to ask me a bunch of questions, and I kind of flip flopped, and, <laughs> and I've been asking you a bunch of questions. <laughs> and, that's fine, dude. It keeps it going, man. I I don't do this. You do this. So I really don't. I mean, uh, on the radio show, again, that's on the Phoenix radio. <laughs> on the radio show, uh, I'm just picking a bunch of songs I like. I was actually sitting here doing that before we went on. And I put them in order and take up an hour's worth of time and shoot a little shit and give a little fact in between. It, it's really no, uh, not a bunch of free range talking. Although I'm live, it's it's live and I'm not taking calls. I, I guess it's kind of scripted, really. I, I know the songs, I know what I want to say, and I just go in and do it. But as you find out doing this, when that red light comes on and you've got an hour to kill, it takes a long time. It does. It goes by slow. But you know what, dude? I'm glad that me and you do this. I think we have a lot to talk about. We, we like a lot of the same things. We, we have do. the same kind of sense of humor. You know, and I think as we do this longer, it'll get easier. Someone like me, I don't do this ever, so... You know, you get nervous beforehand. You probably, I probably cough. I say um. I say like a lot. Yeah. But I try to slow it down and, you know, pace myself through it. And get your your sexy radio voice on. Dude, I have such a sexy radio voice. <laughs> I would take you out to dinner myself, Nick. <laughs> You're like, hi, I'm Nick Shawless, and I'm just like, oh man. Get that free dinner, baby. Let's do it. I don't know. Yeah, you. at this point, you probably want to go out for some possum or rattlesnake or something. No, I don't eat that. It's just, it was, no, I, all I the stories that you hear, dude, are just, they happen randomly with the, the, the possum, the the burning, the couch fires, the, the mattress fires, the ladder fires. Those are just happen organically, let's say. Was the possum carrying baby possums on its back when you hit it? No, dude, it was, it was just a... I think it was a male possum looking for some lady love. And I I hit him and ruined his life. Yeah. And, and it and thought then, that your tire was a lady possum running down the road, so it jumped out at it. And... Yeah, the next thing you know, he ends up in piss mattress, and he ends up getting burnt. So. Well, there's a lot of species of animals that screw and then die. I mean, you know, after the black widow has sex, she kills and eats the male of the species. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. We actually do have black widows down here. We have scorpions. We have all kinds of – everything down here is so much bigger than anything I've ever seen. We got wasps. In fact, I got some wasps in the studio right now because I went out there to get my microphone. They're about three inches long. Holy cow. Is yeah, that those special murder hornets that came over? Dude, I have no idea. They, they're red. We call them dragon hornets because they're really long. They, go, they, they live really in the red. dirt, right? 
No, they live in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, is it the same thing as what's called a dirt dauber? We have those. They build those dirt nests or hives or whatever the hell they are, and they lay their eggs in there. And Yeah, there's a lot of invasive crap out in Texas, man. Yeah, the scorpions, oh, those, those, those are the scariest. We've had a couple incidents at the house with scorpions and Joseph getting stung in the face by scorpions. And Really? I've never been stung, but I was laying on my living room floor when I lived in Colleen watching some television, and, you know, you see the little glimmer in the television light, and it was a scorpion walking across the rug. Man, I those things are fucking. I don't know. They they're everywhere. Lee saw one the other day on the side of the house, just crawling up the side of the house. And, it's the little, know, the little. Uh, you should you should send me one because I'll put it in some epoxy and make a tattoo machine out of it or something. But uh, if I could do that legally, I absolutely will. Well, when I lived in Texas, we used to. I take like a Pepsi bottle, and you know, you flip over a rock or some tar paper or something. As the scorpion would. Flip his little stinger over. You just shove it in the bottle with a stick, and then I was sending him home to my. Should I say this in public? <laughs> I was sending him home to my family up in New England because they never see nothing like it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we've we've done that. I've collected scorpions. You pick them up with needle nose pliers by the tail and put them in a little jar and you, you know, let them die in there. And, one of the tattoo um, artists at my studio told me that when he was in Germany, they crushed one up and smoked it in a pipe. Really? Yeah, he really smoked I'm, the scorpion. <laughs> it do, it doesn't really surprise me, uh, you know. People eat tigers' balls and shit. So to smoke a scorpion, what's the big deal, you know? Yeah, try everything once, I guess. I had a friend who had a dead dragonfly inside of his water bong when we were kids. Hey, he smoked yeah. through it. He must have left that dragonfly in there for a month. It was disgusting. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's why they call it dope, I guess, Nick. You know. That's all right, though. But yeah, there's all kinds of little creatures and bugs and, and stuff down here, man. Hey, so what are the kids doing with school nowadays? Homeschooling. Really? You had to, did the school provide computers for them all? How did that work? Yeah, the, the, the two older ones, they have uh, Chromebooks and the little dude, he's got an iPad. So no shit. They just do, yeah. The I two mean, older ones are kind of self-sufficient. They, they do their own thing. They get their work done. They're doing great. And the little dude, he... You know, he does the iPad, and he's doing really good, too. I'm not trying to say anything about, you know, some of the people I know are my clients, but if the, if some of my clients here at the tattoo shop are left to educate this next generation, we're going to have a bunch of stupid-ass kids, boy. Oh, you ain't shitting, dude. I, I tried doing my daughter's math, and I went to a school of math and science, so I fancy myself someone who knows a little bit about math. But sure. The way, the way they have you doing it now, man, it's, it's ass-backwards, and it confuses the hell out of me. It confuses the hell out of them. It's... It's not easy, dude. Really? Yeah. One plus one just can't be two. You have to run around ten ways to get it, right? Yeah, you got to draw a picture and a map and everything just to show them how they did it. No kidding. I wonder what yeah, a picture of one plus one would look like. I don't know, but they do it, too. They're very good at it, too. Yeah, that's crazy. They don't <laughs> teach them cursive or the kids don't know how to read a clock with hands on it anymore. Unless it's they digital, do. they're kind of lost. Well, the whole cursive thing kind of pissed me off because I went to Catholic school and we had to learn how to do cursive. We did too. You know, and if we did it wrong, you'd get hit with the, the little fucking ruler. And hey, and I went to school before you. When I was a kid in school, if you weren't right-handed, they would put a tube sock over your left hand and make you be right-handed. Oh, man, those nuns were bad. I remember one kid in first grade, she got in his face and she was yelling and screaming at him, yelling and screaming, and he ended up shitting his pants, dude. Really? That's Poor little bastard, yeah. Well, I remember, I went to St. James School in, in New England, and uh, 
That was our church, so that's the school we went to. And there was a two classrooms, and in the center of them was a coat room. And both classrooms would use that coat room. It was just a 30-foot-long, 5-foot-wide room with coat hooks on both sides. And I can remember my nun teacher taking my collar and, like, you know, how you would lift a young kid off the floor damn near with the collar and bringing me into the coat room and hooking my shirt on a hook and making me stand there. That so. sucks. We actually had those same fucking coat rooms, dude. You did? No like, kidding. It was like a garage door. It went up and down. And yeah, man. <laughs> and then after the nun reprimands you like that, you get disgruntled and 50-some-odd years later, you do a knuckle-up podcast and you say goofy shit and you pick on nuns. Yeah, we had a lot of nuns that were like that, dude, and they kind of... I, don't know. I could say some stuff about nuns, but I'm going to leave the sanctity of the holiness of it alone. Yeah, I'm trying to watch what I say, too. I don't want to get in trouble with the nuns, but <laughs> I still fear them a little bit, dude. I, remember I went there. I went to St. Bridget's till I was in seventh grade, and then we ended up getting asked to leave because we fought a lot. Because we were always getting picked on and, and, and getting into fights and stuff. But, I, dude, I hated Catholic school. I Even though too. it was like a half a block from our house, I, I fucking hated it. I don't really remember the uniform aspect, and I know... Everybody dressed the same, but I have to be honest, that part of it, I just don't remember. Oh, we had the navy blue pants, we had the light blue shirt, we had the clip-on tie, you had the sneakers, I mean, the, the, the little shoes, you had to yeah. wear a vest and stuff, man, I yeah. fucking hated it. Well, every little picture I have at that age, I look like Archie Bunker, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like in a suit with a protest face on, with a hat, and probably gray pants, a white shirt, and a, and a tie that was checkered, like the end of a roll of scotch tape or something, you know? Oh man, it was those uniforms are awful, man. Everyone had to dress the Yeah, it was crazy. Those are good times though. It made me who I am. So I'm a recovering Catholic right now, I think. That's yeah. what I call myself. Yeah. Those a Catholics. recovering Catholic. Which means yeah, those crazy Catholics. <laughs> they believe in bingo and the missionary position. It's a crazy religion. <laughs> hey, we don't have to get into that, but you no, know we don't have to. We can. We hey, don't have to. I mean, you know how you can get a nun pregnant? You have sex with her, that's how. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll keep that to us. <laughs> anyway, let's oh, let's man. give it up for the nuns, like especially the flying nun. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man, we had some crazy nuns back then. We had Sister Sister Evelyn, man. She was so evil. She's the one who made that kid shit his pants, dude. We had some no crazy kidding. nuns. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cheech and Chong did a whole song, Sister Mary Elephant. Can you remember that song? I don't, unfortunately. And her name was Sister Mary Elephant, and she would say, "Class, class, shut up." It was a, it was a Cheech and Chong skit. You have to look for it. I will actually. I will. I'll and then Frank Zappa came out with the Catholic Girl song with their little tiny mustache. You know. I do have a couple Frank Zappa albums, to be honest with you. Hey, Frank Zappa was my first concert, Nick. Really? Yeah, Brussels, Belgium. I paid four dollars and fifty cents for that show. Man, that must have been awesome. That was 1977 at the 4A National. Um, $4.50. Hey, I remember when we went into this place, uh, and this is in Europe. I'm in 7th uh, seventh or 8th seventh or grade. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, you go into the stadium, and before the concert came, the lights kind of dimmed down, and they said in, a, in French and Flemish, if you have drugs or anything you shouldn't have, you could check them at the coat room, and at the end of the show, you could go and pick them back up. <laughs> really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, we were young, but we didn't fall for that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give Those, you a warning, that, yeah. Yeah, at a young age, they were teaching us not to trust what they said over the loudspeakers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, but man. anyway, yeah. Frank Zappa, Frank Zappa that's, that's good stuff. It is, man. I, 
titties and beer. I love. I've got so many Frank Zappa songs on my, my computer here, man. What was your first concert, man? Dude, it was like New Kids on the Block when I was like eight years old. Really? What year was that in? 88, 89. Holy crap, I was out of the army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forget. How old are you now? I'm 40 years old. Oh, that's not bad. I have you by 19 years. That's not so bad. I'm probably no. like your mom's age almost. Uh, no, my mom's, you know? she's, she's a little bit older. A little bit older. Yeah, so uh, what else is going on, man? What's going on with you? How's work? Good? Every, everything's going good, man. The kids are good. Everyone's good. You know, just I'm so glad that we get to do this podcast, hang out for an hour every week, and hopefully people listen, like what we have to say. You know. So if you were going to use a mousetrap, let's talk about mousetraps for a minute. Would you use the wooden kind that snaps over and catches them by their leg with a piece of cheese? Or do you use the sticky kind with the peanut butter on it so they can, like, drag it across the floor? At least they get some protein while they're dragging it. Um, no, I use, I use the wooden ones that snap them in half. Snap the mice in half? Use the rat traps for the mice, yes, sir. Oh, because the mice are big in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Do we got you mice could catch a rats? possum. I think you, you could catch a possum on a mousetrap. You could. You could catch a lot of stuff down here, dude. We got squirrels. We got all kinds of stuff you could catch. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what you could do with a mousetrap is put it inside the cookie jar for at nighttime. Catch the kids, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if you buy one of those cakes at the grocery store, you know that plastic container? Yeah. That it comes in. You could never, ever sneak a piece of cake in the middle of the night with one of them containers. No. I'm... I mean, that's the loudest plastic opening container I ever did see in my life. They do that on purpose, you know. Oh, yeah, to catch I, We have cookies, and I do the same thing. I try to be as quiet as possible. They're like, son of a bitch, would you look at this fat bastard like he didn't have enough cake at dinner. He's up at night. Let's make some sound and let everybody know he's here. Yeah, wake everyone I'll, up. Wake the kids up. Exactly. I'll tell you, one time when I was a kid, my mother took me to the bakery. Uh, it was home-like bakery. I don't know if they're still open or not. But I was a little fat kid, so, you know, everybody <laughs> sees the little fat kid in the bakery. Well, there's samples at the top. Hey, man, I'm a little fat kid. I want one of them samples because it must be a good little confection. Hey, so don't you know, I wait for like 45 people in this place not to be looking at me. And then I reach up and I make my move and I snatch one of them free samples. Hey, don't you know I made a big commotion because the particular one I took had the little sign in it that said free samples. And uh, I didn't get away with it. And, you know, I guess... uh. I'll silence those lambs one day, Nick. What do you think? <laughs> there you go. You always, always ask the fat person. Always ask the fat person what they eat, and that's what you get. Absolutely. You can ask me directions, and I'll tell you. Take a left at the Burger King, then you go down <laughs> past the bagel store. Right after the bagel store, there's an Egg McMuffin place. Turn left at that. Then you go down, there's a tropical smoothie. Right past that, you're going to see a ground round. Yeah, that's where they throw the peanuts on the ground. After that, take a left. My house is about... As far away as a football field from that. Dude, I haven't heard the word ground round in a long time. We used to have one up in Massachusetts, and we used to go, and it used to be like that special time when you got to go to ground round and get whatever you want. Yeah, man. And ground round was cool in the day because, you know, you could toss your peanut shells on the floor. But now in modern day, people throw chicken bones on the floor. And, you know, that's why I brought up the rat traps because they're probably necessary in a place like that. We do have rats down here, yeah. We like I said, I live out in the woods, so we've got all kinds of animals. But we do have rats, and we do have like, we have barn cats that try to take care of the mice. So we have wild dogs. We have all kinds of shit down here, dude. That's cool, but yeah, yeah I could come off with some goofy stuff. But on a serious note, um, man, I hope this virus thing ends another, you know, soon enough. 
there's a lot of people losing it, man. They're losing their business. They're losing social uh, interaction with each other. Kids are growing up different. I really think, Nick, you know, we would have never met and become the friends we are if it, if we met in this in a virus type atmosphere. So, not so much me and you, because we can maintain the social media and whatnot. But the kids, your your kids are getting really ripped off, don't you think? I do, man. They're, they're missing out on a lot, which sucks because you know they're home getting homeschooled. They don't get that interaction with kids. There's usually like a social hierarchy that you fall into. They don't get that. Absolutely. They don't have a crush or go to a school dance or any of that. It's ridiculous. It does suck. It sucks a lot for them, but I'm hoping that within the next year, next six months, they get that uh, vaccine and we can take it. Hopefully if it doesn't kill us and they can go back to school. Well, look, I mean, if people can smoke scorpions in a pipe, I think they can, you know, take a vaccine. I, I don't know. I've never had a flu shot. Have you? Yeah, I get one every year, actually. In fact, see, I, my, my I think if I got it. one, I'd be sick. Oh, he does. No kidding. Every time he, we, all, all six of us get it. He gets it. He ends up getting sick and like gets the flu, throwing up. He he gets it the worst. It's, you know. Really, that's crazy. Yeah. So, aren't you afraid that if he gets the other virus thing, he could get that too? And then the circumstances with that are more than vomiting and you know, fever, I mean. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's actually, it's a weird time, dude. It's, it is, especially if you follow the news, I have no idea what's going on. I really don't. I try, I turn on the news to absorb what I personally need. And then that shit gets shut off, man. And I'm not trying to be ignorant to the world. Like I fancy myself a half smart guy too, but, uh, it's just too much a bombardment of the same thing every day. You know, I love to eat shepherd's pie, but you can't cram it down my throat every day. Because eventually I'm just going to pick out the hamburger, the corn. <laughs> no, I get you, dude. It, su- it sucks, too, because for the past, what, 11 months, that's all they talk about is the coronavirus and the coronavirus and the coronavirus. But it's it's getting to the point where it stopped being scary, and it's it's like, all right, let's 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 fucking get this over with. Let's let's find a cure. Let's do something. Let's get, you know, it's, it's good. And do you believe, Nick, do you believe any of the people that have the theories that, you know, right after the new people take president and all, it's all going to go away? I don't know. I again, like you, I try not to watch the news as much. I used to yeah, watch I, it every I, night. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Just it's the same fucking shit. I found my best disclaimer through it all when people talk about it to me is to tell them, look, I, I'm not a scientist. I can't make the call on that, you know. Well, that's how I feel too. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. Every for the first like the first three or four months, there were so many different you know symptoms and. There was. If you get nervous because you got a cough, you're like, "Fuck, do I have it?" You, you know, you get a little sick. You're like, "I got the shits." Am I? Do I have it? Am I? You know. Right. I'm sniffing the steam from the chicken soup to try to get it out of my nose. If it's there, yeah, I got you. Oh yeah, eating. The, you know, doing the president wants seat. us to eat bleach and stuff. You know. I drank my bleach, dude. It didn't work. Hey, I drank. Hey, I drank bleach. It was the lemon scented kind. That shit burned on the way out. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All that citrus, it'll cut right through you, I'm telling you. If you're going to drink bleach, stick to the basic Clorox brand like our moms use. It's proven and tried. Yeah, the plain Jane stuff. Don't go for the fancy lemon. Plain bleach. Yeah, the other stuff, the other stuff, man, it's just, it's not meant to be. Bleach shouldn't be lavender. It should be bleach. Yeah, and it, it fucking hurts when you piss it out, too. No, plus the lemon stuff's not even good against luminol. They could still see the blood all over the wall. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. you're a sick bastard, Nick. I have to be honest. Yeah, I've actually in the past month I've had to look up how to get blood out of clothing a couple times. <laughs> hey, keep in mind we're, we're public here, so 
We'll talk about that off air, but no, go ahead. What what happened? It was my own blood. But we out. Robert, my son Robert got into a little accident the other day, and he had a little blood on the carpet. So we had to figure out how to get that out of the carpet. Then a couple of weeks ago, I cut my hand in the woods and got blood everywhere. And like it, so allegedly, there was an accident. Is that like the Pat Benatar lyric, "Tell Grandma you fell from the swing"? Was that kind of thing like that? Absolutely. Same thing with when he hit me in the face with that that sixteen ounce can. He was so scared, man. He was so scared. He ran off and took off and man. So when you were at the store buying the bleeps to clean off the alleged your blood off the clothing, how did the lady look at you? Was she perplexed at all? I didn't buy bleach. I actually, I, you use Dawn. If you use Dawn and a little bit of vinegar, it will take it out, dude. Warm water, vinegar, and a little bit of the blue Dawn will take anything out, dude. Really? I learned, <laughs> did you learn that on the black web, the dark web? <laughs> No, trial and error. So many different times you, you you learn what works and what doesn't work after you do it so many times. I heard like a, a carbonated water works very good too. Tonic water, I heard that too, but it doesn't really work, dude. I'm telling you, vinegar, warm water, <laughs> and blue dawn. <laughs> and, and what's the best way if there's three degree splatters on wallpaper? Is there just re-wallpaper? Just paint it, dude. Just paint it. Just sell the house, yes. build the underground thing yeah. with the shipping container. Just paint the whole thing red. You're fucked. So speaking of all this, you know, let's get back to a serious side. Halloween just happened. Did they trick or treat your way, or was it social distancing, or with eight acres, do you guys even go do that out there, or what, what's that? We did a year ago. We go into town. They do like a trunk or treat type of thing where the kids go right. around, and we we go with right them. On. And, but this year, no, no one comes out to my property because it's dark and it's all woods and it looks like someone's about to die, you know? It's and just, there's dead possums and burning spray-painted mattresses and it, stuff? It smells like burning plastic. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> stay away. <laughs> They're like, that's where those Yankees live out there. Oh, yeah. Those, my neighbors all love me, though, because I, I, if I get free beer, I'll give them some and they all love me. But, yeah, they all, they all know that the Shellis compound's pretty crazy or can be pretty crazy. And they, I'm sure they've all heard stories and, and whatnot or heard things, you know? Yeah, man. Well, it's good. You know, it's, it's cool to be very cordial and cool with your neighbors, but yet establish the fact, like, you know, basically don't fuck with me. Let's just call it what it is, you know? Well, everyone out here, no one fucks with anyone. In fact, like, you'll hear, like, gunshots at, like, 2 in the morning, and no one, they just keep to themselves. No one bothers. That's no just, yeah, questions. they're spotlighting some deer out on the property or something, you know? Or some hogs or something. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit out here, man. Really? They have a lot of pig roasts out your way? Uh, a couple of people have had hogs out here where they'll shoot them and they'll eat them, but I've, I've never had wild hog. Not yet. No. Not yet, anyway. But I'll So, when are you going to come get a tattoo, man? You got to make it. You think you'll make it to Florida one of these days? We need to have a, a one year 52 podcast celebration where we get together for a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at some of my old photos and I got a. Uh, my cousin, when she got married and you came to Texas, you did the wedding. We uh, we got a couple oh, of pictures yes. like me, you, Matt, and Rob all together. And I remember... We need some current pictures. I think we were 20 years younger back then. Yeah, that was... No, my daughter... How about, you know what we could do? Here's a concept, Nick. Yep. We'll find out mathematically. You went to math college, so how about if you take the reins on this one? Sure. We'll find out mathematically what town is directly in the center of us, and we'll meet there and we'll just tear it up, man. We can, we'll meet there to go to some punk show, and we'll do the podcast live from the punk show. It'll probably be New Orleans, but absolutely, I would love to do that. <clears throat> uh, I went to New Orleans uh, before the big uh, Katrina there. Uh, what a crazy place. It was really cool. I have to be honest, for as cool as it was, it was filthy, and it smelled like uh, 
a wooden floor in a 300-year-old bar room. Oh, you know what I mean? Dusty, yeah. I know that smell. I mean, yeah, you know, down the cellar smell. I mean, it smelled <laughs> like every trash can was full of beer cans and puke. You know what I mean? It smelled like an old bar. It smelled like cigarettes and dust and beer. Although there was a Big Daddy strip club. I, I don't do that, so we didn't venture in. But, you know, just to see the name Big Daddy's reminded me that that trip costs a lot of money and I better get back to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but that's a, we got to do that sometime, though. You know, we both have families, but one day you and I, you'll hop a plane, I'll hop a plane, we'll meet somewhere in the middle and we'll do a podcast. We need to, man. We need to sit down face to face and do this. Hopefully, in a year, hopefully, we're still doing this. It's going to get better with time. We'll, we'll be more prepared like today. I fucking I dropped the ball on it with the fucking computer. But No, nah, you know, not really. I mean, it just happens. That's what technology is, you know? Yeah, and I suck at it. But, but we could have said screw it and walked away and, and just let it go to the wayside. But we persevered. So it shows our tenacity and it shows our willingness to stick with it. And uh, Or it actually shows that we have absolutely nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> nothing, dude, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, what a lame life existence. I, I'm just going to go out there and walk in traffic or something. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm just going to fucking hang out on the property with my son. We're going to go in the woods. We're going to go break some fucking trees down and just have a good time and enjoy this property. And right on. Well, fun. what we do out here is after Hurricane Charlie, the neighborhood I live in, it's kind of off the beaten tracks. It's called Harbor Heights. And they did a, a newspaper article about I quote, the rednecks out in Harbor Heights. So we took that as a badge of honor, really. We are almost the only community on the other side of the highway, and we're that, you know, we're those folks. Well, each year, and it's coming up this time on the 19th, we do a golf cart parade where about, uh, geez, I don't know, 100 golf carts all decorate up, and, and they they really block the roads. and It's like a legit parade, and... Um, that's a good time. That's coming up. I've seen live hot tubs with people in them drinking long neck buds on a trailer live in the parade with fire pits burning. Um, I've seen people make wreaths out of cigarette butts and toilet paper rolls. It, it's a pretty great. We live up the redneck name and we have a good time doing it. So we're all ready for that. So we've been test driving our cars. Matter of fact, if you go on my social media, Nick, I put out a few pictures of the the cart's all decorated. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw those today. In fact, that's a, that does sound very redneck. Although, it, it, rednecks down here, they're the best friends to have. They know oh, my God, to, yeah. They know how to fix everything. They can do yep. anything. They're self-sufficient, and they love to drink, and they love to have a good time. Hey, I'd rather go an aluminum duck boat up the river with a redneck than a college man. Absolutely. And you know, because that redneck's going to take his underwear waistband and make a belt for that motor and get you the heck out of there when you got to go, you know? Dude, they're so crafty. That college guy's going to call CETO, and it's going to cost you $600,000 to get anywhere. Oh, man. Dude, again, these rednecks down here, and I love every single one of my redneck friends. Absolutely, dude. man. They're yeah. awesome. They say the only difference between a hillbilly and a redneck is elevation. <laughs> You know, hillbillies are in the mountains, rednecks are in the plains. Absolutely, with their banjos. <laughs> but you know something, though, all in all, um, I don't know that I'm a Floridian. I mean, I come from New England. Actually, I was born in South Carolina, so, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. We're, we're all nomads and drifters, and we've been here and have had a 100 addresses and whatnot. But uh, I do know that this week I was on vacation. It was my wife's birthday, and we were up about an hour and a half north of here 
And in the morning, it was about 40 degrees. And, you know, after 20 years in Florida, 40 degrees, that, that's uh, pretty cold. And there was people in the swimming pool with slinky bathing suits on. And I'm thinking, these people have to be from Canada or from Alaska because, you know, the phenomenon is that you could tell if someone's from here this time of year because they have sweatshirts and sweatpants on. And if someone's walking around in tank top and shorts, they're a snowbird from somewhere else. Absolutely, dude. We see that all the, all, you know, all the, all the time down here. I see people with gloves, hats, and those big down jackets on, and like fifty degrees out. And I think back, I remember when it when it would snow in Boston in December, and it would get to be like fifty, fifty-five, and you go outside with just a t-shirt on, like it was fucking summer. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and you never, never even use gloves to have a snowball fight. Like my hands will get beat red and steam will come off them, you know. Uh, it, gloves just impede your, your snowball throwing. That's all they do. And not to mention, I've lost a few pair catching a bumper hitch ride. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we, I remember people used to do that in the back of the the city buses. They'd hold on to the back and they would just go all the way up the street and all the way back down. And kids. Used That's to... a cheesy way to get a free ride, huh? Dude, I saw adults doing it too. I mean, any every anyone and everyone did it, dude. That's crazy. They get a couple of good pair of isotoner off the back of a bus after that, though, you know? There you go. Free stuff, baby. They stick right to the bumper. Absolutely. Just, so how, how do you think we did today? We, we're 53 minutes in. We're still shooting the crap. What do you think? Today was better than last time, and it's going to be better next time? It's going to get better, dude. I enjoy talking to you. I have a good time. I love to talk. I know you like to talk. We're both very sociable, so I think sure. it'll get better, dude. I mean, I have fun. I look forward to it every week, so... You know, at this point, maybe we should put out that if there's any millionaire moguls that want to take an interest and in, in, uh, get an equity stake in uh, our Knuckle Up podcast, maybe we should tell them that they could send us some money. Absolutely. Fucking hell, let's do it. Or something for free. Or, or, or maybe we could just tell our friends live on the air that if they send us a couple of bucks or maybe a cheese Danish, we could shout out their business or, or give them a little plug during the show like... This episode of Knuckle Up Podcast is brought to you by exactly. Smuckland. Or we could just Smuckland, where your children can jump up and down all day while you eat pizza. <laughs> or we could send them scorpions. I got a bunch of scorpions. I can wrap them up, send them to everyone, everyone who listens and, and, and donates gets a free scorpion. <laughs> hey, that would be cool. Like it could be called seventy bucks for a scorpion. Yeah, I could do that, man. Or you know, fucking hundred bucks for a possum. Whatever. Oh hey, how about this? We'll we'll give them a hell of a deal. Uh, ten bucks for a scorpion, but twenty bucks for two scorpions. There you go. You can't beat That's that. That's a twofer right there, baby. I mean, in the in plus shipping and handling, of course. And if they use a credit card, there'll be a three percent service charge tacked on. There you go. So it's going to be like ninety-seven bucks for a couple of scorpions. I think if you're catching them on the farm and up the sidewall, we're going to make a buck here. Yeah, you know, you're supporting a good cause while you do it too. So, and maybe we could get some suggestions as people listen to this and uh, give comments. I welcome them to suggest things for us to talk about or maybe a song for our intro or any other format or something that they'd like to listen to. I mean, ultimately, if we don't like what they say, they can piss off. But yeah, <laughs> if exactly. they come up with a good idea, let's extort it like the Irish kids that we are. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> but like I said, dude, I really enjoy doing this. I have fun doing it. Me too, I look yeah. forward to it every week, dude. Look, I find... Uh, you know, as a disclaimer, I find that I could kill an hour being goofy a lot more than I could kill an hour with serious adult conversation. So, yeah, this is perfect for me, you know. I'm all over the fucking place, and uh, we get to drop a couple of F-bombs, and I'm just having a good time. I mean, it's this is not even a buzzkill, i got to be honest. No, man, I, I'm having a good time. I haven't had anything to drink today. 
I'm doing this one completely sober, so yep. I haven't had anything to drink either except this no-name brand. I'm not going to plug them water on the side of me. There you go. There you go. Because if I'm going to say the name of it, they're going to have to send us a couple of kickbacks, right? Absolutely. Isn't that how this thing works? Free stuff, baby. Free stuff. And, uh, yeah, other than that, it's been a good time. I ate a banana and two tangerines, one of which I drew a jack-o'-lantern face on just to make it more fun. <laughs> you know, because when I was a kid, I remember my food would dance around and and be more fun, and it's just not the same now. So I, I like to break some rules and play with my food on occasion. So, you know, I could send you a picture of this. I have one more tangerine left, and there's a really badass jack-o'-lantern face drawn on it with marker because, you know, I'm at my desk at the tattoo shop, and granted, we're shooting the crap. Well, I got idle hands. That's that's dangerous, you know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking at my hands like I don't know what to do with them. They're going up and down. And... I don't know. Well, pretty soon they'll be cracking a long neck bud, baby. Oh, I'm going to drink in about five minutes, dude. You know, it's a lot different when two coroners say to each other, hey, let's go crack open a couple of cold ones. <laughs> <laughs> you sick bastard. You fucking nuts, dude. All right, so you want to wind this thing down? We got four minutes left. Wait, let's kill four minutes. We can do that, dude. We can I'm looking at 56 minutes and 57 minutes and one second. I'll just count for a while. Four, five. <laughs> Six, seven. What do you got, Nick? I'll bet 50, in, 57 in closing, fifty-seven oh six, dude. I, you know what? All right, in closing, what are we talking about? I love doing this, dude. I had a lot of fun today. I enjoy this. Uh, again, I did too, sorry man. for the wait. I know it, that sucked having to wait for my fucking. Nah, that no, doesn't bother me, man. But man, we're gonna. Hey, do this anyone again. who doesn't like that they had to wait, they're more than welcome to come knuckle up. How's that sound? Yeah, fuck them, dude. Whatever. If they don't like it, you know, I mean, I've been going to the gym and hitting the bag, and I'm just dying to show somebody what I learned. Dude, I've been doing the same thing with my kids, trying to get them to to, to do a little boxing, and we get a heavy bag, so let's go. Fuck it, let's go. So whenever this gets, whenever you get this going, you're gonna send me the link, and I'm gonna give it a listen and. I don't know. Either at that time I'm going to commit Harry Carey or I'll share it a bunch of times for all our friends to hear, you know? Yeah, I'll put it up on that page and I'll let you know once I get everything edited and put together. That's cool. I'm going to, uh, once I get off, I'm going to put my radio show together for next week. I need about 15 songs normally. I'm about seven songs in. Got any requests? Or... Dude, Whole House. You like to hear the, you like to hear the Harless Sweetwater Band? I do. I like them. I like, again. The... Moreland and Arbuckle, that's your band too. Those are, those are a favorite. Yes, sir. But, um. Uh... Yeah, dude, I love this blues. Too. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Well, I'll see if I can't get some whorehouse blues on there this week. Yeah, do it for me, dude. Do it for me. And and I hope that this, uh, you know, last week I, I really felt my microphone didn't act efficiently, and I sounded like I was in a wind tunnel or a tin can. Um, hopefully this week I'm out of the can. <laughs> Back to the kid, baby. <laughs> That's it, man. All right, Nick. Look, I want to sign off for now. Oh no, I'm not gonna. It's been 57 minutes and 12 seconds. Hey, time has stopped on my thing. It's not moving anymore. Is it recording? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm still recording. Nothing stopped. Fucking a. It's still moving, but the time has stopped at the bottom. Time has stopped. I'm having so much fun doing this fucking thing. That's awesome, dude. Well, yeah, we can call it a show, dude. Oh, no. We're, we're at 59 minutes and 7 seconds. There you go. So let's just let's sing the Star Spangled Banner. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Wait, let me take off my hat and stand up. There you go. I make my kids do that every time we watch a Bruins game. Oh, they do, yeah. We used to do that as kids, too. Now we're at 59 minutes and 24 seconds. And it's not like I want this to end. I'm just trying to suck up every second, like, 
I'm that kid that had to have one more dive in the pool before it was over. You know what I mean? One more dive. Well, I'm the kid who liked to be the center of attention every time we did anything until people told me to fuck off. So I'm, I'm down to keep going until we hit an hour, dude. No shit. What we're going to do is we're going to just make them last like 10 seconds past. All right. This, this video, this podcast is technically over in seven seconds. And then we can say what we want. So hold on. Five, four, three, two, nine. Okay, hey, that's been a solid hour, so fucking let's a, say what we want now. Yeah, fucking A, man. I'm having a great fucking time. How about you? Oh, man, I love doing this shit, dude. I love Hey, this could be one of those outtakes. Like, what do you think? This is called After the Show yeah. or After the Knockout. I mean, Fuck yeah, I dude. thought it was a pretty good one. We, we we kept it going for an hour. It didn't seem so awkward. I think next time maybe I'll uh, try to keep it going for an hour again and make it a little more awkward than it was. No, I don't think I was... I might have been a little less off-key than I like. Next time, maybe a couple of more jokes. No, I'm kidding. No, it's all good, dude. Look, it's it's filling up an hour. I don't do this stuff. You have to do it with the radio show. So for me, this is fun, dude. It's it's a learning experience. Everything that yeah, we man. do. We're just I'm learning. having a blast. Boy, you're one of the most appreciative cats I ever did meet. I got to be honest. I'm going home to an empty house. My wife has gone to drag queen bingo this afternoon with all her friends from work. There you go. I'm going to go home and play with the baby and play with Robert. We're going to go out in the woods and break some shit. Nah, I might have a I'm going to go home and put I'm going to put on my Santa suit and sit outside and drink moonshine. Dude, those two <laughs> videos are fucking funny. You need to put those up somewhere so we can use those or at least put them on Facebook. I know some people might get offended, but those are fucking funny, dude. Those were hey, I'm going to go home and review the naughty and nice list because one thing Santa is is a fat judgmental bastard. So I, I I'm going to go review the list. And we'll just see if somebody's naughty. I gotta stop chipping out some coal and get it their way. And for the nice people, yeah, fuck them. I'm gonna give them coal too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, fuck them all. They get drunk and just fucking go nuts, dude. Like this is 2020. I'm gonna send people face masks and toilet paper. <laughs> Everyone's getting shit tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nick. You have a good one, man. I'm gonna cut you loose. All right, dude. Take it easy. Hey, that's knuckle up, baby. Peace. Later.